Hello and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog in all his forms to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Falara. And I'm Rock the Jake. And, oh boy, we've, we've got a big one for you today, listeners. We have all watched through the first season in quotes the numberings not yeah it never made much sense season one part one yeah yeah season one part one the first batch of the first bundle of apples batch Uh not the not the new batch oh i get that oh not not the bad batch (laughs) could could you could you imagine just egg ponds that like the brain egg pond the like sexy egg pond (laughs) the electricity one the spider one yeah (laughs) gremlins you see yeah, <laughs> Orbot and Cubot become Rambo and just start mowing mowing them down. We watched Sonic Prime. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the first eight episodes that are available worldwide. And uh, there, there's a lot to talk about with this one. I feel like we just need to like get right into it because, woof. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's been it's been an interesting time following uh, the the development of Sonic Prime as a thing because if you all remember correctly, this was announced all the way back in what was it fall of twenty twenty on yeah, a like December. Or- yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um in a, a a tweet by you know the one of the official Netflix accounts that then got deleted. <laughs> Whoops. They basically <laughs> said push the button too early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forget you saw that. Um and then we had a drip feed of information, some other things that got uh you know posted then deleted for I'm sure similar reasons. Um, until dang, am am I remembering correctly that we did not even get the premiere date until like less than a month? It it was a little, little more than a month away. Um, I thought that was was a little very late in the game. And for a while, all we had to go on was like that brief teaser of Sonic, you know, running through green Hill. And even that was like after a long time of waiting yes there were two very small teasers a a proper trailer and even then those were like yep it's sonic and green hill and his friends are there uh i'm sure that's how the whole show's gonna be yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you had an even uh, briefer teaser of of a mysterious orange ball that's rolling around for like what feels like 20 seconds and then in the last two seconds it's shadow Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shadow saying this rock in particular. Yeah. <laughs> like and like it took a long time before we knew the cast and even longer until we knew who the cast was actually playing. Yeah. Like it was we did not find that stuff out until very late in the game. I thought we got the one the the one single line from Sonic and we're like, I don't think that's Roger. And then not too long after that kind of got some details on. And it's going to be a, a Canada-based cast and it's some f- uh, names you know. And they didn't actually, like you said, assign them characters until like the very last minute. Yeah, Devin Mack was the only one that you know came out because people like knew from the one Sonic line by ear, like oh yeah, that's that's Devin, and then he's like yeah, that's me, and that was all we had to go on for until like maybe a month or two before the show came out. 
I know. I remember he put out a very, a very heartfelt video that I, I really felt for him because he basically said like, yeah, I get to be Sonic in this show. I said, but you know, I'm not taking it away from anybody. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I, sorry, have to deal with people that make a big deal over that. Like, yeah. I, I wanted, I, I was curious in the reason, and it sure sounds like you know, as someone who is not a hundred percent educated on it, it sure seems like it's because this was a majorly like Canada-based production, both in animation and the recording, and they have lots of programs for the arts. Like, hey, if you make this in Canada and, you know, use Canadian workers and actors, you get, you know, money from us to to help encourage that. Yeah. And it sure seems like that's that's the reason. Which, hey, you know, I'm realizing America almost has none of that. Like we do not fund the arts. Um, So it's hard for me to really be mad at it, but that probably is the reason why the, the game cast is not in here. At least the English one. It's tax related stuff. They save money. They did it. Mainframe did it back in the day for stuff like beast wars. And I'm pretty sure reboot and things like that. It's a long running (laughs) tradition of voice acting. So we'll trade out the regular cast. Yeah. Even the previous man of action and uh, wild brain show, which would have been Mega Man fully charged did the same thing. And, you know, like I said, these are, these are Canadian actors I know. And I mean, Spoilers, like feelings of not using the game cast aside, they're really freaking good in this show. Yeah. Like, of course they are. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't carry over the legacy of Gary Chalk showing up. So we're still holding on. Wolves, I'm, wait, I'm holding out hope. Like, <laughs> Gary yeah. Chalk is the third line. There, six, there are 16 to episodes up. to go. There's, there's still time. And I did, I did do a little research. I did think it was cool. Like, again, hey, as, as much as I, I hate their release format and their you know, uh, not a good company. I love Netflix's, um, you know, practice of like simul releasing in, in different languages. So all of the other dubs for Sonic prime, like the ones that exist already, like used a lot of the existing game cast, like the whole Japanese cast is there. I remember seeing like, uh, I think like the French and German casts are there and there's a couple substitutions. And I just, you know, hey, that's why I love the internet, man. Like, there is Brazilian Sonic fans letting you know that they did change Tails as actor, and they're not happy about it. Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I did think that was cool. Um, oh, man, all those Brazilians with their master systems that they still uh, yeah. play yeah. are real best. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have some some intro thoughts about Sonic Prime, the, the leading up to its premiere? <laughs> I mean, like... We did get to see some concept art, like, early on, I think, that gave us a glimpse of what it was going to be like. And we'd heard, like, we'd read some blurbs about it, like, Sonic is going to on a, a quest of redemption for d- to save the shattered universe. We heard, like, little glimpses, and we were like, oh, so this is going to be like a, a multi-universe thing, a, a, mm-hmm. a parallel universe story. And then, of course, people were immediately like, oh, he's going to go to the other Sonic shows! And it's <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, guys. <laughs> come <laughs> on. <laughs> I I admire your your innocent hope, but no. We'll get into it. We'll get into what they actually did and what we expected them to do. Yeah, I think that that is more saved for when we are talking about the, you know, our our thoughts as a whole. Yeah. But yep, I do remember that concept art and people immediately pointing out Sonic. Sonic's got weird shoes. What's up with that? Yeah, I figure the best way to approach this is just to kind of give a quick rundown of 
those first eight episodes. We're not going to go in as deep as some of our past, you know, TV recaps because that would be a very long show and we do not have the time for it. But uh, yeah, and I mean, spoilers abound as as much as they count for a, a show in this format. Yep. Just just giving you a warning. If somehow you came into this and haven't watched the show and don't want spoilers, then t- sorry, <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, we're covering the first batch of eight episodes that may or may not have been continued by the time this episode came out, but probably uh, yes. isn't, to be fair. Yeah. They said later this year. At the time of recording, uh, I think the official Sonic Twitter account just tweeted a single image and said, get ready for more Sonic Prime episodes later this year. Yeah. I'm like, I would hope so. (laughs) And they posted an image of uh, Shadow doing his best Elizabeth impression from Bioshock and trying to drown Sonic. (laughs) 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 That's a pull. Save the Shatterverse, wipe away the dead. (laughs) There, Will the circle be unbroken? There is always a palm tree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there sure as hell is, man. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Infinite. oh wait, um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now that's a version of Bioshock Infinite I'd go back to. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that game's bad. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> Which one am I talking about? It doesn't matter. Yes. Now what happens? Uh, so what we got next? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so in a like surprising twist from basically every other Sonic show before, Sonic Prime starts off in a very game-adjacent world, which, you know, we don't stay there admittedly for very long, but it was cool just being like, oh yeah, no, they are like, they said they want the, all of these different, you know, forms of media to be kind of, you know, tonally if not fully in continuity with one another and yeah no they are definitely serious about that based on what we're seeing yeah i I, it's interesting because i know people have said there has been scuttlebutt and talk about sonic prime and what it means that it's quote-unquote canon to like the games and current series of comics and it sure seems to me like what that means at least to me right now and i mean it, it could could change like someone could come out and what say something seems like it does not wildly contradict those universes like these characters are pretty much acting like how we know them now um it's not it's not sonic boom it is not yeah. an alternate uh, franchise um, it is meant to like stand side and side to where like you know I'm betting like hey if a kid watches Sonic Prime on Netflix and then picks up a game or a comic they'll be like oh yeah these are the, the these are the guys I know now if you're a Sonic nerd like the rest of us you might point <laughs> out a few inconsistencies but uh, I'm not sure that well we will see we will. I'm gonna give you a little lesson from my time in the Transformers fandom it's all it all works if it passes the squint test where it all fits together if you squint. So it's like, yes, Pri- Transformers Prime and Rescue Bots and Robots in Disguise and the War for Cybertron games, they're all in continuity with one another, even though the like artistic styles and the details don't quite match up. But they hit the, all the major beats and it all fits together if you squint. 
you know, as a it's uh, on the other foot, someone who is outside of the major Transformers fandom, I completely understand that because that's how I felt finally watching, sitting down to watch Bumblebee. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a great movie. That's nothing like those other movies I don't like. But if I squint, I'm like, yeah, I guess it's still a prequel. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me started on oh. that. But the the point is that like I think that there is like. There might be a few minor details here and there that might not line up with what we think is, quote unquote, the prime canon, not to be confused with the prime canon. God, this is confusing. <laughs> but basically, basically, what I'm saying is don't sweat the small stuff. Like, there's nothing, as far as we can tell, there's nothing like super duper contradictory in there that doesn't means it couldn't just sque- get squeezed in there with a little elbow grease. I mean, like, if you really wanted to get down to it, Rouge, uh, sorry, we're getting a little into it, Rouge being a member of the crew, essentially, or at least that's what it was going to be, uh, isn't too unusual. She's not a bad person, but... And they do, just... they, they do have a line in that first episode that, like, she lays out her, like, oh, yeah, I've been looking for this big jewel and heard it was near here so i figured i'd you know get you guys to help me find it so there's it they they laid the groundwork i think little stuff like that is why that um uh ian flynn and uh ryan hamlin are listed in the credits as uh story consultants because i bet there was lots of back and forth of like you know like when that came up like oh we want to include rouge and like would she want to hang out with these guys and you know and i'm sure that line came from that discussion yeah um and then there would then we would have a flashback later on that she's just hanging out with them for no good reason other than fun so it's just well, the like, only well, thing the only thing she fine. does in that flashback is bust sonic and knuckles for lying to amy so i still think that's in character true yeah. true yeah, there there are lots of little things like that that you know, like I said, like to to make it in in a congruous like that. And you know, it's not like Knuckles really spends that much time on Angel Island anymore, even in the recent games. Yeah. So I guess it's fine that he just lives in Green Hill now. <laughs> I mean, maybe he goes there every now and then. We don't know. We don't. We we don't know his life. We don't know his story. Uh, and again, we are getting ahead of ourselves, but they sure do have a pixel art styled flashback to the hidden palace zone where knuckles is so yeah Um, i guess so okay the the first episode which is double length you've got it's 40 minutes all the other ones are about 20 minutes or so um forgetting that you know there is about five minutes of credits because hey good on netflix they list every single uh dubbing studio involved in this all the international versions but it does open up with a i'm sonic sonic the hedgehog and a little bit of a like hey if you have never seen or interacted with anything sonic he's kind of breaking it down he's running through green hill he's literally collecting rings um telling you about all his friends including shadow and then yeah he makes it to uh this dig site where all of his friends are already engaged fighting dr eggman they say hey sonic be careful don't break that big crystal and that's exactly what sonic does accidentally sonic like let me smash Yes. (laughs) And he ends up, uh, gosh, in in some kind of shattered universe area before waking up in this very uh, uh, red and yellow, orange tinged uh, dystopian cyberpunk city that 
he sees some familiar faces, but uh, gosh, it's just, it's not the world he knows. I mean, the important thing is that the first thing that happens when he gets there is he gets hit by a truck like in Sonic X. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yep. You know, that's the continuity of character that we need. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, you, you get your first like pretty nice little action sequence where uh, after he he sees <laughs> he sees a duo that he thinks is big and froggy, but um, they they don't want anything to do with Sonic. They're scared of him because, uh, oh, the robots, you know, some somebody's robots chase after Sonic. He, he kind of gets away and then like realizes he does a really cool move where he just runs up the tallest uh, skyscraper and launches himself into the air to kind of get a bird's eye view. Um, hey, also kind of like the first episode of Sonic X um, and realizes he sees some landmarks of Green Hill. He sees the uh, the good old loop-de-loop, you know, the famous Green Hill loop-de-loop. The one loop-de-loop in Green Hill. The only one. <laughs> his favorite, str- you know, straightaways for running out and realizes, oh, no, this is Green Hill, except it's been transformed into a uh, green hell. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. Yo. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to New York City, son. Oh, yeah, it is called that, isn't it? Yep. That's a name. Very funny that it's spelled multiple ways uh, in the episode titles and the closed captions with a... Yeah, I noticed that because I have the captions on too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it's spelled the way you would think it would be because of the egg pun, and sometimes it's not. Yeah, it's yoke is in like, you know, the thing you put on a horse or oxen to pull a thing. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, does it really matter? I even wonder if that's supposed to be some kind of joke. Who knows? But No, some kind of yoke. It's, it's eggs, man. Yeah, as we're as Sonic's going through New York City, we get some fun reveals of the alternate universe versions of all of his friends. You know, Tails has on top of his normal two tails, he's got seven cybernetic ones. Tails is finally the Kitsune everybody claims he is. I know. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, that took me a little bit to realize that, oh, that is exactly what they're doing. That is that is re- a really good pull, actually, that he's he is now nine, the edgelord Tails, who <laughs> never had any friends growing up in the wicked city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's all messed up. Tails is an edgelord. Amy's an evil robot. Rouge is a rebel leader. Nux is Raphael from the first Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> <He's> sure, <laughs> down to the accent and everything. Yep. Yeah. I was waiting for him to go, damn! <laughs> <laughs> Echoing reverb throughout the city. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is it when uh, Sonic meets uh, Nine that we get uh, our first pixel art flashback? Um, yep. So cool. A, s- a serviceable yeah i think it's it's okay it's i from what i understand um they also did this in the mega man show that man of action did before and it's it's like their house pixel style uh you know i I, you said this before we started recording luke that um it's not well it's not uh your average sonic sprite parody stealing jokes from family guy so it looks better than that yeah Yeah. (laughs) um it does feature so, so uh, a newly entered into the canon pair of characters, uh, the two chav foxes, as Jeremy called them. Or what are they? Yeah. Raccoon dogs? I don't know what they are. They're, they're a bunch of little jerks. That the yeah. the, the bullies from the Origins uh, cutscene showing Tails' yeah. backstory. Yeah. They, they look vaguely canine. 
But yes, that like we literally get Tails's backstory, you know, quote unquote official backstory now that he was picked on. Except in this universe, Sonic was not there to be his friend and teach himself confidence and, you know, to to build up his his uh gifts. And so instead he just So instead he became an incel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The second half of this show is gonna be real bad once that plot point comes in. Um, but yeah, instead of uh, using his uh, genius for inventions for to help his fellow man, he created some scary cybernetic uh, tales to d- beat up all his bullies and show them what for. Like a responsible citizen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. So Sonic is is realizing that um, he uh, he does not exist in this universe. Well, I don't think Sonic had even worked out exactly what happened. Yeah, at it, this point. it takes him a little too long, in my opinion, to figure out that I'm in another universe. I don't exist. He just thinks everyone's lost their memories, and this is what's happened. But no, no, poor, poor, silly, stupid, stupid, stupid Sonic. In the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is definitely one of my. Which, I mean, again, it comes back to, like, was this show, like, supposed to be a Netflix thing that was streaming? Because I think that's so much more forgivable if this was a weekly Saturday morning, like, cartoon show. Um, it comes across as one a lot. It really Especially does. of all the recaps it does. Yes, there's a lot of recaps. Like, these first, like, two or three episodes is a lot of Sonic going like, I just don't get it. Um, before, you know, multiple characters explain to him exactly what's going on and he's like no it can't be that and it's like no come on sonic you yeah you got it which you know to be fair in, in the same episode there there is a flashback before he breaks the paradox prism of uh you know tails warning him like i think eggman's trying to trick you sonic and he says no that's no way and then that's exactly what happened and he finds tails later at, at his workshop and has like a very like nice heart to heart where he says hey i messed up i'm sorry i didn't listen to you buddy and he's like oh it's cool yeah like i th- I think that like a lot of that is really helped by the vocal performances. Like I think that Devin Mack more than a lot of other Sonic actors, is really good at hitting those emotional beats when they need to be there. And granted a lot of those other actors don't really have those moments to work with, but like props for the really just phenomenal performance overall. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like I said, the, regardless of whether or not like they sat this cast down and said like, Hey, you got to sound like these other guys, but you know, do your best. Like they're damn good. (laughs) You know, I I think my, my two favorites that stick out are, um, uh, Kasumi Evans as Rouge because hey Rouge has uh, you know a lot I wouldn't say she has a lot to do in the show she has a lot to actually say um, which yeah. is more than you know a, a lot of sonic media with voices like Rouge hasn't <laughs> shown up a lot right. and um, Shannon Chan Kent as Amy is also really good because oh, she, um, she of the first Sonic movie Yes, uh, the 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 waitress in the the truck stop bar they go to. That's that's yep. Shannon Chan Kent. Oh, uh, cool. Also, I mean, too many roles to to mention, but you know, you're you're Misa Misa from Death Note, uh, which makes it funny that she's playing Amy Rose of all characters. Uh, yeah, after yeah. Amy's had a bit of like a reset, uh, but like <laughs> if it was classic Amy Amy Rose from Sonic Adventure and onwards, that would be pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, Pinkie Pie's singing voice on My Little Pony, Friendship is That's Magic. True. Oh, yep. 
Um, but yes, she's she's my other favorite because uh, Amy has a lot to do because um, wow, her her alternate universe selves sure seem to uh, to get put through the ringer a lot. Um, yeah. After you know meeting Tails, Sonic's already been getting chased around by whoever is in charge of New York City. Gee, I wonder who it could be. Huh. But uh, the two of them end up getting caught and brought before. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. The, the yeah. Chaos, Chaos Council. Council. Five alternate versions of Dr. Eggman that I have mixed feelings, let's say. No, sir. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't hate them because they're funny, but I don't really get them they yeah. just yeah are they like robotnik from different eras are they robotnik from different we were, we were just times? talking about that before the show we have no idea like the and show i don't get their not... names either <laughs> no i i i vaguely get it like dr dunnett because he's old he's already done everything uh dr babble the baby please get rid Fair of enough. him forever yeah. hate that i hate Throw that him into the sun baby the ba- <laughs> I, I watched i watched the show with a group and everybody agreed the baby is the worst and they need to get rid of him i do want to say okay like i the cast is very good god bless vincent tong for being all over this show as you know as as various extras including most three-fourths of the knuckleses in this show and I noticed because he says no words, I think he is um, Dr. Babble in every he international is, yes. version of the show that I've watched, which is <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, you know, he was just doing what he was told. But yeah, I don't I don't like that damn baby. It's we see more of of Dr. Babble and Dr. Deep than Mr. Dr. Eggman. And that's why I don't like the council is I want I want more alternate versions of Dr. Eggman. I would trade all of these jokers for Dr. Eggman in Jungle World swinging around in a loincloth. That's (laughs) that's what I wanted. If you're going to have this premise, that's what I want. Yeah, but I also like the idea that there is a version of Dr. Eggman that is an edgy team teenage weeb <laughs> yeah i do like dr deep because of that uh, <laughs> but but it, it what while they haven't really explained this they because they really haven't they really haven't said like where they're from or what why they're there but it does make sense to me in a way that if eggman's going to like create a council he'd have to fill it with like people that he can trust and believes in the insight of and of course it'll just be various versions of himself Insert that clip of the only person that smart is me. (laughs) (laughs) I really think it's just clones. I think he cloned himself a few times and said, yes. See that that would also make sense to me because later in the show, they specifically state that they have not been jumping universes you know through the Shatterverse. but when tails or, or nine figures out how to do that like when once he steals the shard they've just been using it to power their whole empire and so it makes me okay are these branches like created when sonic shattered the prism but then created branches where he doesn't exist because he's you know immune to it and you know spoilers for coming up so is shadow because he was there too and fired off a chaos control right in the middle of everything yeah my my guess is they are either all the same Eggman from different time periods in that universe brought together through time travel a la generations or Doc, Mr. Dr. Eggman is the only real one. The other four are robots. 
Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like that, that that really makes makes sense. I'm like like it. you said, clones or robots or uh, I don't know. It's it seems like it's in these first eight episodes. It is a concept that they they could have done more with. Like big boss prediction. They're all robots, and Orbot and Cubot are controlling them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are also in this show. Yeah, for yeah, like five episodes. <laughs> yep, Be- yep. Because across the whole uh, Sonic Media multiverse, you've got to have a U- Orbot and Cubot now, even in Sonic Boom. So, yeah. so they're there. It's not so, for very long. <laughs> to finish up this first big episode, like we we meet the council. Um, they they realize that Sonic is somehow connected to the 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 same energy that is coming after their you know their powerful city core. And so you know the last thing we see is they put Sonic through um, this like terrible, almost reminds me of like Portal like gauntlet yeah. to see just how much energy he can give off. Administ- administ- Administered by their enforcer, Rusty Rose, who might be the coolest of all of the alternate character designs in the show. Yes, it's I mean, it's it's I, I almost said Terminator. It's more like a Fallout New Vegas uh, cyborg Amy. It's uh, really cool that like she is obviously like had two thirds of her body replaced with parts, but also that, that they haven't exactly been uh, keeping up with her maintenance like I mean, her name's Rusty Rose for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really like the design. Even if part of my brain is like <laughs> just thinking of the kids saying, "I want Bunny Rabbit in our new stories." We've got Bunny Rabbit at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she is cool in her own right. I'm not gonna lie. The moment when she opened up her chest hatch and showed the flicky inside, like that messed me up for a moment. Oh, that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Actually. They that that is another thing. Which okay, yeah, you said flicky because there are little animals and robots. It's just the birds, though. It's it's your various flickies. And Amy seems to have a have like like Amy seems to have a recurring bird character who seems to be based on the one from Sonic Adventure called Birdie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, that seems like another another thing that was a conversation. Like, oh, we want Amy to have a little bird friend, and you know, somebody said, hey, make it pink and call her Birdie. Um, which is which is cool. Not the birdie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, before, like, we get a little bit of glimpse of, yeah, the Sonic is also Shadow is trapped in the multiverse as all this is happening. But we only get that for a split second before Sonic gets busted out by the rebel forces led by Rouge and Knuckles. And they eventually ally with him and Nine and reprogram Rusty. And they all bust in and finally find the shard of the uh, the paradox prison that has been powering the city. But as soon as Sonic touches it, whoop, off to another universe. And that is something I'll say is that was basically the summation of the second and third episodes, um, which, again, you know, kids show it's pretty easy to summarize. But the action in this show is very nice. And I, oh, yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about, like, you know, later some some very specific uh, uh uh, sequences that's for sure um but yeah that's that's basically uh that's basically the fir- that the first quote-unquote arc basically yes well if you like because for all the people who are like i really like this cyberpunk world okay bye <laughs> <laughs> for oh, now don't worry we'll be seeing more of it oh yeah but i i did have a friend who was watching it was like oh man i really wish they stuck with the cyberpunk world and we're like you should probably keep watching <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
you know, I did uh, switch over to the uh, the Japanese dub, which is all the game cast, because I, I mean, I love me some Kanemaru and all those actors. Um, and I thought it was very interesting that um, there is a lot of, I guess it's because there are a lot of proper nouns, that there is a lot of English in the, uh, you know, the Japanese version. And so it sure seems like a pretty faithful adaption. Um, shout outs to our, our buddy uh, David Evelyn on uh, Twitter, translator, who uh, did respond to when I posted a clip of um, Sonic is trying thinking he is introducing nine to the friends he knows rouge and knuckles um but are of course rebel and um uh nux <laughs> instead um and i thought it was funny uh that you can you know barely parse sonic's english but he introduces rouge as the uh the sexy and powerful mysterious rouge <laughs> thank you to dave for properly translating that for me that was uh a very funny moment i really well, like as we know <laughs> yeah rouge she's sexy and smooth uh, yes exactly <laughs> Except not this one is Rebel, who is the you know she's the Sally Acorn of this universe, <laughs> and we could get into Rouge's design and the controversies that spawned from that. But there's no controversy; it's a great design. Y'all are tripping. I know for real. It is. It is. <laughs> there is a conversation to be had about like the idea of okay, we need to make this character more acceptable to audiences. No boobs. And, uh, <laughs> No, the boobs are there, but, you know, there's this whole thing of, like, you know, drawing attention away from them makes the character more acceptable, and, hmm, it's still a good design. I still really like it, because it reminds me of a Sonic Heroes design a little bit. Yeah, I feel I feel like this design is the full realization of what Sonic Heroes was trying to go for. Yeah, she do, it's definitely a bit more of a kind of, like, secret agent gear, but also kind of cool. So you wouldn't probably wear it in any actual secret agent situations, but that's cool. <laughs> I'm going to put money on Rouge totally wearing this outfit in an issue of IDW within the next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be awesome. I. It's interesting because from what I understand, um, I did find a um, I think the producer for this one of the producers for the show, like did a stream um, like during the premiere week. And then later, I think, gave the same information to a to an article about how Sega was very hands on of like basically gave uh, a man of action and the the show people like the the word he used was geometry. So I can only understand like the design specs for like the models, the games use. So that's why these characters look very much like they're almost literally the the same models from the games and from what i what he said was that sega themselves like designed that alternate outfit for rouge like the hmm. the one prime rouge has so it's you know it's it, it's a sega approved um like you said there is a nuanced conversation to have about you know breasts are not inherently inappropriate or whatever and that's been part of rouge's design and character since the beginning but it's hard not to sound like, yeah, they took the cartoon bat's tits away. Now I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, it's that difficult balance you have to strike oh. when talking about this. And the root, like, I mean, it's not like the rest of her design has been nerfed in any way whatsoever, well, shall we say. So, I yeah, guess. no. It's a war against titties. I very <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. Oh. Anyway, she's a bat. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and she sleeps upside down like a bat, and that's a great detail. Yeah, one that's of so the cool. best things that they've done. <laughs> yes, it, it's. I, I love it. It happens multiple times. I'm so glad. <laughs> That's what I said. I mean, it, and again, part of it is like, yeah, Rouge actually has something to do now, and yeah. Although, given given the lore and the canon of Sonic, does 
Rouge sleep upside down like a dragon, or does Dulcie sleep upside down like oh a bat? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I, we established that Dulcie hangs upside down like a possum, so. Yes, oh, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah. I, I took it more as a, because I think she hangs from her tail, and I said, yeah. oh, that's an opossum thing. Yeah. That's, uh, thank you for reminding me of that. So, so possum is the, is the common denominator. We shall continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's Jungle World. Hey, it was Jungle World. <laughs> and this, this brings me to one of my personal beefs with the show is that New York City is definitely like the most fully realized of all of the worlds, which is probably why it's the quote unquote main one and the one that's kind of going to be the big focus. But it kind of feels like at least for the other two that we've seen so far, they're a little bit one note like it they don't have a whole lot of identifying factors beyond it's the jungle world it's the pirate world and so forth and i don't think they do much to like we're gonna get into it but i don't think they do much to offer in terms of like what if this world was like this because like sonic's like the whole thing of new york city is like it's what if sonic wasn't there well eggman would take over and it'll be a cyberpunk world this one it's just like what if jungle people yeah and that's not very yeah. interesting <laughs> yeah. even to someone who likes cave dwelling characters admittedly like me i was just like well this exists yeah and it and it's like there's little enough going on that the core conflict for both the worlds we've seen so far can basically be solved in two episodes yes um because it is a the the jungle world is which it does have a proper name it's the boss cage maze which i missed the oh. first time i watched it yep. um somebody does say it i think it's also in the episode description and it is the uh the you can get unlock that version of sonic and sonic dash as we speak oh okay (laughs) well might have to fire that up although this is where okay his 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 shoes and gloves in new york are pretty okay um they do look like some you know some kind of like sleek modern running shoe that is still identifiably sonic no socks it's gross (laughs) (laughs) that's coming from me it just feels wrong having having sonic's exposed ankles for some reason i mean it was we felt that way with the the sonic movie was first announced and we still feel that way now true true and i do like the the cool laser claws in his jungle outfit they are they are fugly though i hate it it's (laughs) i just don't know it's it, it, it um what was i saying oh you know the jungle does look cool it also does seem like you could have plopped it into any action-oriented cartoon show like new york city like you said feels fleshed out it, it does have like um uh shades of robotropolis of eggman land of you know the eggman empire and sonic forces whereas you know, like you said, this is just your your Swiss Family Robinson tree houses and, you know, your overgrown thing. Well, New York City was like, you know, it was a better attempt at doing that sort of Satyam-styled what-if-Robotnik-took-over than Sonic Forces could have ever hoped to have done. Yeah. Because yeah. they actually did something interesting with it. Yeah. But this is just... Mm. And... And Boss Cage Mage, uh, Maze is another one where they don't really explain why this universe happened. Like, I guess vaguely, like, okay, the shard broke off and, you know, hit the, 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 the big palm tree in Green Hill and then caused that to grow up and take out the entire, like, terraform the entire world. 
Um, it's it's they don't really nail it down. In New York City, they actually show it happening, don't they? They they showed like it was Green Hill, and then they took over. Yeah. This one is just like, well, this is just how people live here. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of the palm tree, like also the last palm tree is what uh, the rebellion like has in their headquarters. I made that joke for a reason. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it is just kind of, kind of odd. Um, it, you know, Sonic does meet his friends. Unfortunately, he does again spend like the first few minutes saying like, "Oh, where am I? Why are you guys don't recognize me?" And then remembers the last three and a half episodes yeah. oh yeah and it's Thank- thankfully that stops by the time they get to the next one uh, yeah it, he he does kind of quit doing it but again sure does seem like the show was meant to be weekly and not a batch binged mm-hmm. etc but yeah so yeah some some cool tree chop ta- uh treetop chase where uh the the scavengers i think they're officially referred to yeah. uh chase sonic before he can explain himself but you know they cannot go to the surface uh uh be it below the jungle canopy to forage for food because there is some kind of monster that <laughs> smacks them so hard they end back up in their tree houses every time that that kind of brings me to another thing with uh, the show is that I appreciate that I feel like this show leans into the kind of environmental nature versus technology yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing that has kind of been absent from Sonic for a good while now. And this one gets back to it. But this is the one where they lay it on maybe a little thick. Yeah, I, I will at least give them um, props for when this is resolved. Um, it is, again, like... Uh, where Sonic realizes, um, uh, y- you know, his 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 speed and uh, action moves are not going to solve it, and he actually does have a really good moment with um, uh, this universe's Amy Rose, which is uh, Thorn, Rose. Thorn. Yep, Thorn Rose, who is the quote unquote monster keeping keeping her former friends away. And um, I thought it was a real good touch that you know we see it from both of their perspectives of Thorn. Um, uh, thought that the the rest of the scavengers were taking too much. They weren't planning ahead. They weren't and respecting. They were, and they were. They tipped over entire trees. That's a little excessive. Yes, that is what that is the big reveal where it seems like I don't know. She just went crazy one day, and then you know, Thorn says like, no, they destroyed entire forests and whatnot. Did not replant anything. And um, you know, even when Thorn realizes, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, in my blind rage, like I chased all my friends away, and like, you know, they don't use the word death or die, but definitely say like they're going to starve to death. And and also, I killed the forest by cutting off all of the sunlight. Yes. At the end of that, Sonic, like, basically says, like, you were right to be upset. Um, Like, you know, everybody made mistakes here. And I thought, dang, that was really good. And also not a, like, you know, a cop out of saying, like, yeah, you know, you whatever. You just went nuts. Um, It was it was a pretty nice moment for a, you know, like you said, a very kind of a a silly scenario. (laughs) Yeah, there, there was at least some nuance to it, which I appreciate. There wasn't a, uh, you know, like uh, Thorn takes the uh, the prism shard and attaches it to her cool wooden hammer and is, you know, smashing up the jungle, growing trees. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the fact that Sonic and what he does is he remembers a uh, he has another flashback to where his version of Amy like led him to their favorite palm tree for a picnic and all their friends are there, including Big and Ru- uh, Rouge. 
And, um, you know, he realizes that, uh, oh, Amy is really good at bringing like a group together and getting everyone on the same page. And so that is what he remembers to to get the group of scavengers back together. Yeah, but I just wish they hadn't had to cut back to that same flashback four times in two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, And we also saw it in the first episode, like they show images from it during his I'm Sonic and this is what's going on. Um, Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It, it's really on the nose. Can we just take a moment, though, to... Uh, we've talked about the scavengers as if they're this amorphous uh, group of characters. What they actually <laughs> are is, of course, the same characters that are Sonic's uh, immediate group of friends now. Tails, Knuckles, Rouge, and Big. Now, but... I have their proper names written down. Okay, right. Sorry, what are they called in this world? Okay, it's Prim Rouge, which I assume right. is a, 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 a semi-pun Hello. on a primitive Rouge, yeah. Hangry Cat, which is is big, which, you know, watching it again, it's not as bad as I remembered. I kind of hate that the most uh, screen time Big gets is a couple of thinly veiled fat jokes because he's Mm. hungry. But, you know, I'll talk about that later. You know, poor Big is kind of there. Um, It's also Mangy Tails because he is a feral feral. animal child who barely speaks. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because of that, because Tails is usually the smart one here. He's a big dum-dum and it's funny. I just, again, shout outs to his voice actors really nailing those funny puppy dog sounds. Uh, <laughs> um, and Gnarly Knuckles, who is, um, you know, he's kind of, you, you know what? This is how I imagine if they bring sticks back into the games would yeah. act because Gnarly yeah. Knuckles is incredibly paranoid and doesn't trust anybody. <laughs> I was definitely getting sticks vibes from Knuckles in this one. Yes. And of course, we, ma- we mentioned Rose Thorn or Thorn Rose, um, which is Amy. And her giant flicky. Now, here's my thing with this. It's basically... Um, the, the, I could understand where the other characters in the New York City diverged because they're like they they've had a, a serious event happen to them. But in this one, it just feels like they've they've taken these characters and be like, okay, uh, what if we did this to them and made them a completely different character? Apparently, and so what we basically got is like instead of, instead of having like a wider cast of like different interesting characters, they're just like, okay, Knuckles is the paranoid one, Tails is. The feral one. Uh, Big is the angry fat one, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, Rouge, Rouge is kind of herself, but maybe a little bit more jerky. That is my, and and I think also this was, you said in the warm-up, Luke, that maybe Rouge just hasn't gotten to her uh, universe where she gets to have, like, the main character arc. But in all of these, she kind of is just, like, the voice yeah, of the reason. expository, whatever. Yeah, like, Rebel is the leader. She's still kind of the leader in the scavengers. She's, you know, she's constantly, you know, pulling all the other boys away, saying, like, don't do that. Um, and, it, you know, fills Sonic in on the monster and whatnot. But yeah, she might she might get her time to shine as uh, in in a later batch of episodes. But you know that's kind of the again the problem with this format. Like they only released eight episodes of this first season, and they're oh I hate it anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But but like you said, this is weird. Like there's no, and I'm not asking for like. Uh, you know, an opening crawl to explain this universe, but just a little, maybe one thing like, well, and this is how we've always lived. Like, oh, okay. Like, you know, this universe was created and instead of any technology developing, like the people living in it just lived in harmony with nature. And then the fire nation attacked. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
unlike the the other universes, there aren't any like background characters. It's just our core cast. So like, I don't know. It yeah, it's weird. I, yeah. I wish we could have gotten a little bit more. That that does kind of beg a question I've been wondering about, which is: Did these universes exist before the paradox prison was shattered, or huh. did they? And like the shards just landed in them and started to affect things, or were they created as a result of the shattering? And that's like the core thing of the Shatterverse. Or alternatively, did the writers feel like, haha, I want to do a funny cave world episode. <laughs> yeah. I want to do one about, well, we'll get to the next one. Because <laughs> joking aside, it seems like the latter, because, you know, Sonic is not present in any of these. And he is also, you know, the cause and travels between the Shatterverse. And again, also why there's no alternate shadows, because he's, you know, we, we get about once an episode now as he pops up like in Sonic's periphery vision and just like Sonic, you fucked up. Um, <laughs> which does culminate before you know the season cliffhanger. We basically covered those like Sonic does using his memories of his version of Amy, who is very good at bringing everyone together. He gets them to put their differences aside and promise to take care of the forest and live in harmony. And also, Amy's uh, birdie has grown giant and is really cool. And that's that's about it for that one. So, yep he he goes to collect the prism shard again, and uh, yeah, like we said, sea shadow trips and touches it and disappears once again. And since we're bringing up shadow, I think it's also good to note that like throughout s- some more of these episodes, as this part one keeps going, we do see more flashbacks back to the day of everything happening, and uh, it, like you know, like kind of the events beforehand and then especially events uh, where Shadow is trying to talk to Sonic. But I, I think it's fair to say Shadow doesn't do the best job of explaining to Sonic what's happening because he's kind of like, Sonic, you need to think about this. Let me punch the sense into you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, both of them are terrible at communication. And if they had just talked this, like half of this stuff would have been completely prevented. Yep. Yeah, there there is a little bit of that, unfortunately. Now, Which, you know, I wouldn't say is untrue to their current dynamic when they, they meet up, is they they let their rivalry take precedent over uh, important information that needs to be conveyed, but... It uh, still feels kind of true to me, even like in old Sonic versus Shadow, like even in yeah. the old yeah. days, <laughs> pulling this sort of stuff. Shut up and listen to me, punch. There, there is that pretty great joke when Sonic is reintroducing Shadow and he says something like, This guy right here is Shadow, and he's kind of my biggest rival. He's also a real buzzkill. And by the way, he roller skates. They're air shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, uh, another joke that is just stated in English in the Japanese version. He says, <laughs> Clearly, really- you don't own air shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, this is now episode six where Sonic ends up back in New York. Oh, my goodness. And even though it's only been like a day in uh, the Boss Cage maze, weeks have passed because, you know, multiverse travel. 
Yep, and it turns out that uh, everyone assumed Sonic, uh, all of the rebellion assumed Sonic abandoned them, and then instead of joining up with his new friends, Nine took the shard and left them to uh, fight the council by themselves. So, while they are making ground um, against you know the council's forces, they've they've learned how to destroy these robots in a pretty cool uh, firefight. Um, yeah, Nine isn't helping them, and poor Rusty Rose like reverted back to her evil programming and is not their friend anymore either and and of course sonic coming back and explaining what just happened to nux clues in the spying chaos council on oh yeah other universes more shards whoops yeah see that's that's because i did like we said i assume like oh are these all alternate universe Eggmen that have gathered in this one universe to take over and it sure seems like nope so, yeah, it's a little odd. Sonic basically explains himself to the Rebellion that he didn't mean to abandon them. He wants to help. Um, you know, they tell him, yeah, your your, your buddy Nine uh, pissed off with the shard and left us here. And they get into another skirmish where Nine does show up. What is it? I think Sonic says something like, and he's got a plane. Sort of. Well, kind of. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it turns out that nine being the, uh, you know, the genius he is in any universe, uh, almost has made a Shatterverse, as he has dubbed it, hopping ship. And what he is looking for is an empty universe where he can create the home he always wanted. And so he takes, uh, Sonic to what I believe he calls is the grim, which seems like this very, you know, like this proto world that has not been, you know, touched with the spark of life yet that he just is going to mold in his own image. And it's a little scary, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sets up his default Minecraft world and is like, right, build from here. <laughs> yeah, even, even Sonic's outfit changes again to like these, uh, you know, plain gray stone shoes to kind of match the, uh, the, 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 geometric rock formations that are on the grim tails might as well be like it's gray and empty just like my soul (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah tails invites sonic to stay with him in this fighting game training stage and sonic's like no i really need to get back yeah and he and again hey like i said to to the to give him credit like it's a it's a pretty nice moment where sonic is trying to say like no we've got to help our new friends and he's nine is not the tale sonic knows so he just does not he he doesn't get it he does not have that spark of heroism in him sonic says okay well send me back to new york because i'm gonna help my new buddies and nine does not follow him yet yeah, so Sonic asked him to help, and he's like, nine, because he's German now. <laughs> Sonic gets back, you know, they resume fighting, you know, the Chaos Council's forces. Unfortunately, they get taken down pretty quickly. Like, nine comes back, tries to save them. He gets taken down, too. Yeah, seemingly has a change of heart. Sort of a change of heart. He's, he's like, I'm, I'm going to do this for you once, and then I'm gone. But the best laid plans and all that. We, we get, I guess, one more flashback to where, yes, we finally have it spelled out for us that Shadow is also trapped in the Shatterverse because um, 
Like I said, when he was smashing rocks, he was actually looking for a Chaos Emerald and manages to get off a Chaos Control before Sonic shatters the thing. So seemingly shielded him from the the same uh, uh, shenanigans uh, that befell the rest of the crew. Yeah. All that to say that like Sonic is running through New York and Shadow appears once again and tells him something useful and tells him, don't stop, keep going, Sonic. And then he jumps chatter versus without having to touch a shard and yep. ends up free falling over sonic's favorite thing a huge body of water yes thank you sorry <laughs> although he does land on the one piece of land <laughs> <laughs> one piece uh, ah shit yeah yo yeah no <laughs> dreaming we got away from the four kids cast <laughs> Don't give it up, Sonic. Dream it. Oh, I can't. I can't do this. I'll keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So there's not much. There's not much pussyfooting around. Sonic is in pirate world and uh, Rouge, Amy and Tails are (laughs) on this tiny piece of land and immediately want to keelhaul him because they're pirates. Yarr. Uh, to be to be fair, they are pirates who've been prevented from pirating for a very long time, and they're feeling withdrawal symptoms. Yes, <laughs> they got they got to kill something. <laughs> it's it's in their it's in their pirate blood. We need blood and we need booty, and we're fresh out of both. Let's see. I also wrote wrote down their names here. It's Baton Rouge, which is so my favorite. Be my favorite Baton. name pun. Uh, it's very Baton good. Louisiana. Uh, Black Rose uh, and Sales. Sales I, tales. I love that. I mean, that's, that's very good. <laughs> There's also, uh, oh, it's catfish. Yeah, of course. Biggs is yeah. catfish, which is, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then, you know, they eventually get led to their ship where he meets uh, Captain Knuckles the Dread, who uh, everyone calls, shortens to Dread, pretty much. Because he's got Dread So um, He is the Red Dreaded one. Finally, Knuckles returns to his roots as a treasure hunter, or at least he would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he would if we we do eventually learn the uh, the backstory of why um, this pirate crew doesn't pirate anymore is that Knuckles was after... Um, the Devil's Lighthouse? Yes, he was after a treasure called the Devil's Lighthouse, which spoilers it's the shard i'm sorry but like if you if you hear it like if you like i had something in my ear for a moment for a moment i swear i thought luke said the devil's lettuce i thought oh nothing's is after we um but yes it's it's in a very uh covered in in lots of craggy rocks and his his crew begged him he said oh captain we're gonna we're gonna sink you're crazy and he does sink the ship his crew loses all confidence in him and they abandon him uh and then to the jack is like oh i can't believe this i'm i can't believe i'm on a sonic show and this happened to me i'm going to where else that's my jack septicai by the it's way not bad. <laughs> yeah there are what there, there are two uh youtuber uh like guest star cameos in this show which hey that's fine uh, they 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 sound fine uh i couldn't really have i didn't really pick them out um until i saw them in the credits but it's hey it's just it's 
it's not my uh, area of expertise. <laughs> I just know it's Jack Septatai's second Sonic role after Irish the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes, I at, le- I at least knew that connection. Like I remember that joke, and and like okay, well there is some precedent. I want um I want a producer to say like, hey, where did that come from? How did how did those happen? But I'm sure we'll get that story eventually. Marketing. But yeah, they're fine. They're they're not you know like I said, they're not bad, so they don't stand out or anything. But it was just weird. <laughs> yeah. I think the other one is in the previous episode. Um, yeah, Valkyrie. And uh, she just plays a a, a, rebe- a member of the Rebellion that pops up every once in a while. The old crew eventually does come back to, you know, take their revenge. But Sonic leads the others in stopping them, even though Dread wants to cower and hide. Yeah, basically cower and hide and also like keep the party boat going 24-7 so nobody thinks about uh, pirating. <laughs> There's a limbo contest and um, not chili dogs, but uh, sea dogs, which, <laughs> I, you know what? I'd try anything once. Yeah. It doesn't look that bad. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what's in them. We don't. And it's best that we don't, apparently. But. it. Do, I mean, I would assume it's supposedly like kelp or seaweed instead of chili with some, it looks like some jalapenos. But hey, like I Are said. Are they sea I, cucumbers that have been cut to look like jalapenos? I don't know. Could be, could be. I mean, they got lots of barrels. Maybe they're pickling some some sea life as well. <laughs> I do really like just the random line from uh, before they actually take Sonic to the ship. He begs them not to abandon him on the little island, and he says, um, I'll even row the boat for you. And Baton Rouge just tilts her head back and goes, oh, I hate rowing the boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny delivery. They take down the old crew. Sonic is named captain, but it, he quickly gets put to the test when, surprise, the Chaos Council has captured Nine, taken his shard back, studied it, and learned how to cross dimensions. And they've sent Rusty and a bunch of their robots and a huge battleship after Sonic. Now it's a race to... See who can get to the Devil's Lighthouse first after the their ship takes a beating. Yeah, and we actually do get a quick scene in the uh, the last episode, episode eight, of where they have captured Nine, and he kind of, sort of convinces them not to just kill Sonic because he points out that hey, you know, my uh, research has shown that uh, Sonic gives off very similar energy to the Paradox Prism, and so you'd probably want to keep him around. So. You know, hinting that, you know, Nine is coming around, that even if he doesn't realize it, he's starting to care about his new friends. He also gets shocked with a egg robot cattle prod a few times, and it's, it is both funny and also like, dang, that's pretty violent. <laughs> Sonic eventually, you know, convinces Dread to take up captaining again, but maybe... I feel like there's a... Dredd's got a bit of a complex going on, because like as soon as... He imagines the idea of, you know, fame and glory and going down in history as a legend. He's he's back on his bullcrap. Yeah. yeah, he he seems like he uh, immediately loses his mind and everyone's like, yay, we're pirating again. And he yeah, he even says something like, I'm not going to do it for me, crew. I'm going to do it for me own glory. Yeah, yeah. 
And, you know, that's enough for Sonic because he needs the shard, too. But, uh, yeah, it sure seems like he's lost it. He does, does like, a sick Fast and Furious boat jump. Straight out of Black Lagoon. It is straight out of Black Lagoon. It's it's pretty sick where he, you know, you see him headed towards the ramp and then Dread jumps up into the air and punches down on the, the back of the ship to give it extra angle. And it's, yeah, it's pretty sick, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I said, this is a very well uh, choreographed, plotted out action show. Yeah, honestly, all of the action sequences in this episode are really good. I even like the touch, even though, again, I think Sonic's alternate outfits are pretty ugly. I like the nice touch to where when he spins up his legs into the figure eight, um, it changes color because his shoes shoes have changed changed color as well. Um, We have one last, hey, Sonic didn't remember to where he forgets that his uh, shoes are like hover water shoes in this universe again when uh, Dread tosses him to the front of the ship and says, hey, tow us. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is pretty cool uh despite the fact that this is a f***ing pirate episode <laughs> and it's the second pirate story that we've talked about on this podcast <laughs> it's okay chris you can look forward to the cowboy episode next season i know it's coming and <laughs> i know where sonic and shadow discovered maria robotnik is in this universe but she's also a cowboy oh my gosh <laughs> No, see, what you're doing there is you're talking about something that I would want to see, and so we're probably not going to get it. I'm just recycling old tweets at this point. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't think Sonic Prime is where we confront the reality of a, you know, a, a shadow being reunited with his the only family he ever knew. <laughs> But will we get a cowboy episode? I'd bet my bottom dollar. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I will speculate on what's to come next, but cowboy is like, I mean, we know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Yes. We just know it. So, yeah, to finish this up, they 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 defeat uh, Rusty Rose. Um, they tie her up. There are some pretty funny moments where um, uh, Black Rose and Rusty like meet eyes and are like, Oh shit! <laughs> That's not normal. Sonic does make it to the shard uh, along with uh, d- uh, Dread, uh, who I mean is just mad with power at this point. He's cackling maniacally, and he ends up in the Shatterverse with Shadow. And the last shot of the show oh. until we get new episodes is <laughs> Shadow just punching the shit out of Sonic, <laughs> and, he, and like Sonic explodes. Home doesn't exist anymore. Because of you! Smash cut to credits. Punch! I mean, that's a hell of a cliffhanger to leave off on. Can you imagine if we don't get any... Like, they're like, sorry, we can't release any more of the episodes. It's gonna end on Shadow Sock and Sonic. All that, ta- all that talk about the show being canon suddenly becomes... It gets walked back a little. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, that's that's the broad recap. Like we said, you know, we we expanded upon, but not too complicated. But that's not to say there aren't things we didn't really like about these this batch of episodes. That's for sure. Like for me, I, I, I sound like I've been like really critical this whole time. And I just, that's probably because hindsight, because it's been a few months since I watched it or at least a month, whatever. Um, but like at the time, I did really enjoy it. Uh, because it was me and Jackie sitting and watching it. Like, we watched it in one... Not one sitting, it was like two sittings over the course of a day. 
but like and just and Jackie really like jived with the humor and everything because it's a it is a funny show mm-hmm. it's a funny show with good action scenes and it's entertaining and I can see why this is the sort of thing that kids would get into and a lot of the people who I've seen reacting positively to this in my timeline have been like friends of mine who aren't like big Sonic nerds like me who have just gone into this and looked at it as a quality cartoon and it is a really good quality cartoon yeah it's just as a sonic fan there are things i don't like (laughs) (laughs) yes i i even i i tried to frame it in a way where i said okay well what is this show and i came Mm. i came I, i came away with something uh basically like it is a perfectly competent action oriented show for younger kids you know i would put this in a six to 13 demographic maybe yeah maybe a little older um but you know the main netflix kids demographic um where it is like sonic characters that are very much like in line with their current game selves in wacky alternate universe situations now what it isn't is a Sonic multiverse story where, you know, like we said, it was never going to be, hey, we're going to Sat AM universe and, uh, you know, Sonic Boom universe, and it's going to be... We're going to take a detour through Billy Hatcher. Yeah, call, <laughs> call up Jaleel White for a cameo. Oh no, Sonic's in Yakuza. <laughs> oh no, no, don't say that, I want that now. We'll never get it because it's a kid show. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Yep, a a Sega Ages t- TV show would be. I mean, it would just be for me, and it would just be for a handful of people. That's for sure. And by but. the end, Sonic is forklift certified. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the yeah, what the what the show also isn't is like we we don't really see a ton of like game specific stuff brought up. Like, yes, Shadow has a Chaos Emerald, and Sonic is collecting rings. But also, yeah, that's the thing. Why is Sonic picking up rings? Because they never show back up again yeah. after the this the fight with Eggman before the prism shatters. Like, I guess they're specific to Sonic's world, is what they they try to imply. Is because he says there's no rings in any of these other worlds. So yeah, that's just yeah. an indicator that it's Sonic's world where he needs them because they operate like they do in the games. He gets hit and he loses them. But this is still like the closest we have ever come to games boom notwithstanding where they rewrote the games to the tv show to be in line with each other because they've never done that before with the rings like that like weirdly that's the sticking point is like yeah sonic collects rings in this one you know like in the games for some reason like even stc didn't stick to that for very long yeah or it's not a you know even sonic x the most like game adjacent thing was like mm. no they they're a a very specific uh thing that gives sonic a power boost he doesn't yeah just like Saturn. yep you know a yeah, power he, ring if you will uh-huh. <laughs> he does he doesn't like pick them up to uh get an extra hit <laughs> just like the video game yeah. um but yeah it it I, I mean, in this, it definitely it serves as a purpose to get him away from the battlefield because that also comes back up again as Sonic feels like, oh, you know, I was too late because I wasn't listening to my friends. And he has a weird moment in that. Um, I think it's still the first episode where he thinks the he has deja vu with the same thing going to rescue his pals and new back in a uh, New York. And it's. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't really see the purpose to that. It's like, oh, I'm having a flashback and it's all going to happen again, except it doesn't. Uh, you know, the shard doesn't get reshattered, but 
I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking too much on that, and they just did it because it was cool. And so, it, you know, a little kid can point at the screen and go, oh, no, it is it is happening again. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? I get you. We I get dunk you. on little kids a lot in this show, I've come to notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's a dunk. I'm saying that, to me, I'm saying that through the eyes of, like, I would have absolutely I thought agree. that as a yeah like a putting myself into my my 13 you know year old self or younger would have said like oh yeah it is it's happening again sonic oh no you know and it's not badly executed like that's another thing i will say i really like about this show like i'm serious when the action is very well plotted out there is some bitchin cool shots in this show Absolutely. um the, the like there's a reason the 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 one where sonic hops down the uh the stairwell was in the trailer because that is a cool shot um i love the the follow-up to that where he's uh after he's taught uh the rebels how to um sonic spin which is also cool but only tails um, and knuckles because they're the only ones who are allowed to spin dash yeah boy <laughs> yeah, it's a boy only thing him sh- shadow does it too and well Big, big could if he tried because, you know, anyway. He's already got uh, the shape for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, no. I like how they uh, also in that fight scene with Sonic grinding on a robot down the uh, the stairs. And it's, you know, it's a very tight stairwell and the camera follows him. And it's just it's really good. Yeah. Um, there's also the sequence where he's uh, leading them away as they're trying to break through into the uh, the core where the the New York shard is, and I mean it feels like if you were filming a like a Sonic Boost level where he's on the uh, you know the little strip of ground and the uh, uh, Doctor Deep and Doctor Babble are following him, and it's just it's some good action, and so yeah, like you know sometimes I wouldn't say the episodes are padded out; they just have really good action sequences. I agree. I think um, I, I think the animators and whoever was like the supervising animator on this um, art director, I think they had like a really good vision for um, for just action in general, but specifically kind of what makes Sonic based action really good. And thinking about it now, I actually want to like check out more of this production house's stuff, including that Mega Man show to see if that's been an ongoing thing of like really good action in their series. Yeah, the the most familiarity I have with that Mega Man show is, um, uh, you know, we bring them up a lot because our our I, I can say for my Sonic opinions tend to be in line with hers. But um, Bobby Schroeder over on her uh, blog uh, shared her thoughts on Sonic Prime, and it basically comes down to you know a lot of the things we're saying is like, hey, it's it's actually a really nice show, and uh, I believe she was familiar with the Man of Action's last show, the the Mega Man. Um, fully charged. Yes, it's not powered up. That was a game. It's I Mega Man fully charged. <laughs> But uh, I believe that show turned out to be pretty okay and even had some uh, like tie-in comics as well. Um, and you should also go play uh, Bobby's uh, game that has finally come out, uh, Super Lesbian Animal RPG. It's a really fun, cute little game. Go go play it. But here's the issue. And it like the Mega Man cartoon had the unfortunate honor of coming out after a th- fantastic Mega Man comic series and Sonic Mm. Prime had the unfortunate dishonor of coming out after oh god Sonic Frontiers the IDW Sonic comics various other bits of Sonic media out there like the Sonic Sonic sequel the Sonic movie sequel yeah Sonic 2 yeah is it is it insane to say that the most disappointing Sonic thing this year was 
a Sonic Origins, which like mostly got fixed. Like, yeah. oh, what? Oh, my goodness. What's the end of Sonic? No, man. We've, you know, as as the kids like to say, Sonic fans have been eating this year. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that way. Even. So, but that's kind of the problem in a way. Like, Sonic Prime is really good, but we've also had a taste for how great Sonic can be, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's not to like to downplay the quality of this as a TV show. We've been singing the praises of like the art direction and the animation and stuff like that. But we have seen better Sonic writing this I, I, year. <laughs> yes. I think that is why like uh, you know, for as as good as uh, uh Devin Max performances as Sonic, it him being you know, again, it's again, it's not bad, but after going straight from Frontiers, which feels like a world-weary Sonic who is also on a very, uh, like, has very down-to-earth interactions with his friends in that game, and then here he's kind of wacky and talking a lot, um, and it, it's, it's just a contrast. Um, same thing with, like, you know, little things like, okay, we didn't really bring it up. Two different actors play Knuckles on Sonic Prime in the English version. Mm-hmm. It's um, Vincent Tong, like I said, plays um, all of the alternate versions of Knuckles. But um, Adam Narada plays, we call him Knuckles Prime, the the original Knuckles. I And God bless him, he only gets about a half dozen lines in the whole show, including the, um, you know, the, the weird Hidden Palace uh, pixel flashback. <laughs> that pops up uh, when Sonic meets Dread Knuckles. And it just sounds kind of off. Um, I, me and Luke were talking before the show that maybe there was some casting decision made after the fact that maybe Vincent was going to also play the regular Knuckles, but they said, no, we want someone who sounds more like his current game voice or maybe even a little bit like Idris Elba from the hit Sonic movie. Mm. And it really just um, comes across like like Adam is doing a like a put upon voice that sounds like Knuckles' current uh, English game actor. And but you know it's it's hard to say it's his fault, but because like I said, N- Prime Knuckles barely has anything to say, so he doesn't get a chance to like a, you know a chance to shine yet. Yeah. Well, like when it comes to voice actors in Sonic, almost always the problem is like. The directors and casting directors, not the actors themselves. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, or or you know, like from what we know, like the producers. Like it could mm. have been, and you know, I don't know this. I'm just speculating, especially with Sega's history. Like some producers said, like, no, he needs to sound like this. Fix it, or that you know, like we said all the way back in the adventure era, where they were like, the, yeah. the English actors need to look like their characters. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> So yes, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. I'm just saying that did that stood out to me. It was weird to have, you know, multiple Knuckles voices. I don't think any other dub did that. Like you know, the Japanese one, it's it's just Knuckles's regular voice doing all the alternate ones. And yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, I do really like Vincent Tong's alternate Knuckles because because he's not having to like force a deep you know the deep meathead voice that we're used to in just about every other modern knuckles take yeah so we get to have a sort of a higher more varied knuckles which oh wouldn't you know that resonates with me as that's what i've been doing it's on again i mean yeah. we we get some like 
really different takes on a lot of these characters. Like they're, they're in line with what we expect, but it's also very much their own. Like Brian Drummond's Eggman is kind of a blend of Mike and Jim Carrey. A little bit. It's, it's another thing where I say that that is one reason I dislike the council because I would rather just have more of that Eggman because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's something new. I, I want to hear more of it and, you know, not the, the, video game playing yeah. emo on the, on that note i really <laughs> hope that brian drummond plays knuckles just for one episode just so we can get that call back. <laughs> yes yeah. we can dub it yes complete uh, the circle he hey they gave it to him in dragon ball super let's let's bring it bring it around for the sonic franchise as well yes <laughs> redemption for underground oh <laughs> uh, no there's no there's no redeeming redemption for people involved in underground <laughs> yeah, there yeah you go. now the affair yeah, come on, Gary Chalk. We we got like you said, we got more episodes. Bring him on. I'm just saying though, Scott McNeil in this would be nice. It is a Canadian Bro. cast. <laughs> the only Sonic, the only, as far as I'm aware, the only Sonic appearance he had was playing. What was his name again? The kangaroo from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Just wait on me, mate. Sonic and Tails find out about this. You'll be in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But but yeah, all that to say that most of my big nitpicks are just, uh, like you said, kind of because I, I'm a big Sonic fan. I would like to see more. Like, uh, there there will be more Shadow the Hedgehog. It is. It does seem weird. Whether we like to- it or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does seem weird to have him be this, uh, you know, weaving in these episodes like a few seconds at a time, and then he's part of the cliffhanger. But there's more. What I'm worried about is, okay. The the weird thing is, Big is part of the core crew. We've we've discussed how you know I I love Big. Big's big Renaissance is this year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're in the middle of the big Renaissance. I'm not sure what he's doing in these episodes because he has one line in the first one in in green hill um i think he has a couple of grunts and maybe one line in new york city um he's completely in the background in in the no place the pirate world and then yeah i just i did i didn't really like his you know his his role as hangry the cat in in you know jungle mm-hmm. land it, it you know like i said rewatching it again it, it was much less you know better than they're not saying like hey you're fat you big stupid idiot it's just they're but, all they're all starving and they're getting angry about it uh, yeah and and that's yeah so i I, I wouldn't say you would take big out of the show, but I am wondering, like, is he also going to get his moment to shine um, alongside Rouge? Like, is, is she going to get a big character arc in, in the next batch of episodes? But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, like most of my gripes are like because I want to see more of the show. Like I, I, I want to see how they do more, how they how they resolve new things. Um, I think we already said that, that like, hey, it, it makes me want to watch more. So it's not all that bad. We're just going to have to sit and wait until we get some more to be able to fully judge this because we're not. This isn't a full season, Netflix. This is just a bunch of episodes that you expected us to watch at once so that you can see like, OK, it's successful because they all watched it in one day, apparently. <sighs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're correct. I, I enjoyed my time watching the show, and um, it, I, I think it. I think I can speak to hopefully people like me who 
in this streaming age, I don't necessarily, I don't usually binge stuff even when everything comes out on the same day i i i try not to do that anymore either i'm (laughs) I'm right there with you curse you netflix for ruining jojo fridays because i really tried to parse out those stone ocean episodes and it just it just didn't hit the same yeah but (laughs) it was it was okay it was good but it was it was cool to it it was cool to be able to like watch like a couple episodes at a time and then like wait wait a day or wait an, uh, another day or however long my intervals were um so mm-hmm. so with <laughs> just with how busy i am in day-to-day work life and all that like I, I usually had no problem remembering what happened beforehand but sometimes it was nice to see some of those recaps and just like oh yeah i missed that one little part um i one of the i think as far as like the story narrative that is at least through these first eight episodes which i'm sure is going to be through most if not the rest of the season I think the the thing that I appreciate the most is like it seems the mission statement of the show is trying to trying to put Sonic in a light where he's in a way kind of finally learning like the consequences of his actions and the way that he behaves and his attitude um cuz you know like we keep having these flashbacks to like the the first episode or the previous or or like the story be- before the first episode yeah like the the scene with Amy at the picnic where his his friends are teaching him something new yeah it it seems like sonic is like already in these first eight episodes starting to like kind of get like hey i think i am kind of you know i have my head stuck up my butt a little too far and i think i need to <laughs> <laughs> i think i need to like listen a little bit more i don't know like if that's if if they stick with that mission statement that has at least made itself apparent in the first eight episodes i definitely that's something that's definitely going to keep me coming back because i want to see how sonic is redeemed at the end of the show i think i think you're on the right track because doing a story like that even with these game elements like you said shadow is here uh you know little stuff like oh the birdie is here so we could say like oh well they've been through sonic adventure and some undisclosed period of time that allows you to jump into the show like without any previous knowledge um and like i like i said it doesn't feel out of character it just feels odd because while this doesn't contradict, you know, like Sonic Frontiers, the current games, the IDW comics, it feels like it is more adjacent. Like, I think on, um, you know, the Bumblecast, which is Ian Flynn's, um, uh, you know, very frequent, um, like, question and answer podcast on on YouTube and whatnot, I think someone did ask him, he's like, oh, well, is Prime canon, uh, quote unquote? And he basically said something like, yes, and I know when it takes place, but I won't say until after the show is over. <laughs> and if, if I had to take an educated guess, I would basically say that it takes place before the comics and Sonic Forces, which is also the, you know, the catalyst for the comics as well. So this is a, and again, this is just my speculation. I'm not putting words in Ian's mouth um, that that's what it is. It's like, oh, well, when did this happen? It's like, well, it happened after the show. So this is so, a younger Sonic learning to like appreciate his friends more. Like he's had a moment, you know, when he meets nine, uh, he realizes like what an impact he had on Tails's life and like how, you know, horrible that would be if that didn't exist. And when he, uh, you know, meets Thorn, um, he realizes, oh man, the Amy I know, um, you know, 
really taught me how to see, you know, see things from other perspectives and um, how to how to get a group of friends to 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 get along and you know me, when he meets dread who is very like listless and doesn't want to is not doesn't want to do pirating is not a man of action huh. he's like oh this uh, oh yeah <laughs> walked right into it again um he's like oh this isn't the you know the guardian of the master emerald of angel island i know so yeah I, I i think you're right jake that they did this this is not only a you know kind of a you could apply this storyline to just about any you know ensemble cast series but it does fit sonic well um in that he he is headstrong and you know like tends to act first before thinking um at his worst moments and that yeah it sure seems like he is he is learning that he needs to rely on his friends and be more thoughtful of them going forward um, i mean it's like sonic it's post sonic lost world where you know what he did that real dumb thing and that reminds me of what happens here yeah 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 again it's i yeah it, it just feels it it feels different to what okay backwards reverse it it really does feel like if we hadn't gotten some of the best sonic experiences in a while this year mm-hmm. we wouldn't be so critical of this one part yeah but I don't think it's bad. It is just it, we have an embarrassment of Sonic riches at this point with <laughs> with more more to come. <laughs> if this came out during like the the bad Sonic years, we'd have been like, oh, what is this beacon in the not, darkness? Not even the bad Sonic yeah. years. If this came out during you know even just two or three years ago, this would oh, be. Oh, you're right. Yeah, like when all we the only game that came out was you know Team Sonic Racing, and all we had basically was the comics to go off of. If it had come out yeah. during that window, I think that we would have been like way more kind of riding that high, you know? Maybe so. Because yeah. I have, you know, you you said you've seen a lot of like non, non-Sonic non fans, non-crazy Sonic fans yeah. like us <laughs> say like, yeah, that's a really good show. It's I would put it on for anybody. Whereas I have also seen some some friends and mutuals of mine who are, you know, deep in the paint with Sonic saying like, yeah, it's just not clicking. Like I, you know, I even saw someone say like that. i still have not had the perfect Sonic show. Um, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I do think I, I do think I liked it more in my second watch than my first, but that's just me. I, I think sense. so too. I, I appreciated the good parts more and, you know, I still don't like the Chaos Council, which is, again, I don't like them because I would just rather have more fun things with Do- uh, Eggman. That's for yeah, sure. I'm, I'm hopeful that now that the Chaos Council has the ability to send agents cross dimensions, they will be a more active presence and we can get more of that Eggman fix that we've been so sorely, sorely denied over these last few year- episodes. It's just like you were saying, Jeremy. People have like said that this that they still haven't had their perfect Sonic show, and that's understandable because every single version of the Sonic cartoon has had like a caveat, like Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, it's a bit silly, isn't it? Uh, Satayem, <laughs> it's not really Sonic, is it? Uh, Sonic Underground, it's Sonic Underground, isn't it? <laughs> Sonic, and you know, like Sonic X, humans, blah blah blah. And this one also is like, 
you know, um, initially you're like, hey, this has got the most Sonic-y Sonic stuff that we've had in a cartoon or just about any media product, and they immediately chuck it away to be like, anyway, other stuff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, the, you know, it's it's entertaining stuff, but there's still part of me that's like, look at IDW, and it's telling stories mm. in the Sonic world. Do you not want to do that? It's really good, you know? Yeah. Nah, I'd rather have, like, cave people and pirates, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I did, I did think like, well, what you know? How do you just do the games? And I realized, oh, oh, yeah, it's it's IDW. It's what they're doing yeah, yeah. now. Right like as we're recording, um, uh, they just wrapped up these Scrapnik Island miniseries, and holy cow, what a cool, unique, short little Sonic story that is also feels feels like sonic like also has you know our characters it, it it has a bunch of stuff from older games but also the tone and the premise is something i've never seen in sonic which is like body horror and and you know robots and oh it's so good you should you should go read it but i'm realizing yeah that that would be like quote unquote my perfect sonic show is just stuff like that that is very much adjacent to the games introduces its own stuff you know characters like whisper and tangle and and concepts like that but yeah you know maybe someday maybe someday in in a in a perfect world well they'd have to get Ian Flynn wouldn't they <laughs> I, no, they sure seem consultant. to have him now <laughs> yeah. they got him as a consultant but... they they got him on the Rolodex that's for sure yeah. Yeah. I would not I would not be surprised <laughs> if we see his name pop up as a writer for an episode like down the line um, another narrative thing that I wanted to bring up was I, I, I definitely want to see how this pans out in the rest of the season, but as of these first eight episodes, I think it's a really interesting choice to make Amy kind of the prime antagonist of, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh of, of the episodes. Cause in, um, you know, in New York city, well in New York city, like we have the chaos council, but really Amy Rusty Rose is the one who kind of more actively thwarts Sonic and the in the rebels um yeah she's the one that that hops shatter versus to chase after them too. yeah in in the jungle world she is you know she's the monster that keeps whacking them up to the sun <laughs> um she doesn't she's she doesn't have an antagon, antagonistic role in the pirates episodes um but i that's why i said it's i think it's a really interesting choice to make amy more often times than not the antagonist or villain of some of these episodes because that's a side that we haven't really seen before in like Sonic media. Um, unless there's some comics that I just don't know about, but, <laughs> but, um, well, it's, it's, it's like we were saying is now like Amy is presented as like, uh, you know, more, more down to earth. She's very caring. She is very focused on others. Um, and you know, she, she did have a, a, a wild side with her big crazy hammer, mm-hmm. which, usually would only come out if like you know you're gonna take my sonic away from me but you know it, i i think yes like you said it is an interesting contrast that yes amy is bad or you know the 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 source of conflict in a lot of these episodes yeah amy used to be antagonistic not necessarily an antagonist though <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's interesting i wonder if that that carries forward or or 
you know, like we've said in these next batches of episodes, maybe it'll focus on other characters. You know, I hope it's as much as I'm interested in it. I hope the fact that now that Shadow's here, like he, <laughs> all right, Shadow's here, everybody else get in the back seat. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll punch you. <laughs> he'll punch you and he'll end all the episodes. Apparently. <laughs> the one thing I oh, learned boy. from you, Sonic, was how to yeet someone into Minecraft. <laughs> Prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Sonic learned Chaos Control and that's what he learned from Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of yeeting, um, <laughs> there, was, uh, there was one physical action that I noticed happened mostly a lot in like the first couple episodes when Sonic was getting used to his shoes, but then just a lot through a lot of the episode. Sonic runs into a lot of walls. Like a lot, yeah. <laughs> like like in New York City in the jungle, he he is like constantly either being knocked into or run into walls, and I, maybe maybe that's just something my weird brain noticed only me. Sonic like, Shorts Prime coming next year. I was yeah. gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it like it seems like a lot of the violence that happens to Sonic is very wall based. <laughs> Yes, I I do. Again, especially watching it or, you know, watching it again, I appreciate a lot of the the I I wouldn't actually call it slapstick. It is funny. um, But yes, that it is focused on Sonic and the definitely his performance, like both the animation and the actor. Like, I I really laughed at it more. Like, I less thought like, geez, Sonic, get your together and more like, oh, this is funny. Like, it is funny to see Sonic like get hit by a truck and shake it off. I'm like they even acknowledge it. Sonic at one point says not used to being this closed in. So it's like he's used to those wide open green hill spaces. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think yeah, specifically mentions in the uh, you know, the jungle how he can't really open it up cuz there's there's too much fo- fo- uh, foliage. So I guess the big question after all this is do we think this is going to go longer than the 24 episodes we know it's going? Mm. So I don't think so. <sighs> I'm trying not to be my normal cynical self when it comes to looking into the business aspect of the Sonic franchise, but doing some research, I did, you know, see when they finally dropped a, uh, what is it? A press release for this announcing it from, from Sega and Netflix and wild brain and man of action, yada, 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 every party involved. Sega sure did seem to say that they viewed prime as a, synergy to bring more awareness to the sonic brand and that they weren't actually worried about it making any money so what that tells me is you know they've announced they've got a toy line coming out they've got funny halloween costumes coming out they've they've put uh nine and rusty rose and the the sonic mobile games that even if it does really good and i think it has according to netflix's bullshit fake numbers that they make up anyway (laughs) it's done really well so far i think these 24 episodes are it man like they don't need an ongoing show to you know to to keep sonic in the forefront of of potential consumers minds it's just another thing out there and again not to say it's not good like a show can be it's held you know sonic is a mascot character he's meant to sell video games it it can still be good but i definitely think they just looked at this as like hey you know what would be good to put out right now is is sonic is having a you know a a renaissance of things coming out uh another sonic tv show that is not bad (laughs) (laughs) 
if it does exceed 24 episodes and goes on for a whole other season, it will outdo Sonic Society M. Just putting that out there <laughs> for all <laughs> yeah. you Society M fans out there. Because you know what I immediately think is, I know it's called Sonic Prime, but I mean, there ain't no way you can come up with, you know, unless they're going to start revisiting Cowboy World in season two, uh, that they would probably have to pivot to something else as far as like, uh, you know, an ongoing story. And Well, this is all, you know, building up to the moment where Sonic finally gets the Matrix of Leadership and becomes Sonic Prime. <laughs> I've been sitting on that joke for an hour and a half. Uh, you got the touch. It <laughs> puts a whole new whole new spin on transform and roll out. Ah. Also, I'd like to point out that literally every other Sonic show has surpassed Sat AM in episode count. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now you mention mm-hmm. it, but just it's yep. funny to have another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Sat AM is the one, you know, is the one that has the most tragic cliffhanger, I suppose. Yep. <laughs> it's really stuck in everyone's minds. Yeah, it's wild how Shadow just punches Ixus Nogus and then the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any speculation for where what's going to happen next in the story? And by that, I essentially mean... What other cliches are they going to hit with these alternate Shatterverse? We've, all, we've already talked back. about Cowboys. Uh, yeah, Cowboys is natural. Yes. They're, they're going to do a superhero episode, so all you STC fans start quivering Ooh. in fear. Oh no! <laughs> the superhero arc. The, the, y, the y monkeys are lurking in the background, just waiting to emerge. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, y indeed. Um, now they, they go really Star Trek with it and do a ancient Rome slash Greece and a gangster planet, or just <laughs> st- straight up Star Trek space episode. Ooh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could see it. Hey, that used to be all the rage. Hey, remember what was it? Muppet Babies, Star Trek, yeah. and man, <laughs> every cartoon was doing Star Trek. Hey, remember hey, the last season back. of Sonic X? <laughs> I, mm, mm, hey, oh, now yeah. I'm on board. Okay, okay. <laughs> Literally. Uh, also, um, like uh, Chris McFeely mentioned it, and I thought I'd elaborate on it. The even like an anime slash samurai movie parody because Doctor Deep is right there, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you know he would love that. So it's it's possible. I would love a more nuanced like Kurosawa parody than oh yeah like a you know less like a you know like a 90s cartoon everybody would just do make fun of Godzilla dubs like we are beyond that as a culture (laughs) yes give me a cool dang like yeah make it black and white do a do an aspect ratio do like a Kurosawa (laughs) give give me seven sonics (laughs) <laughs> yeah let's say hey okay it's not hey it's not just because i just watched it for the first time do a rashomon episode where we get a perspective from you know each different character and it all comes together in the end <laughs> that's two episodes in a row we've had a rashomon reference that's pretty <laughs> oh yeah actually. yeah i'm like hey this guy who just watched rashomon voice this sure does remind me of rashomon <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's I a love good that your, your your most recent cultural thing is something Something like Rashomon and mine is like, hey, I just watched the Transformers the movie recently. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it takes all kinds. I am I'm not sniffing my own farts over here watching a I watch silly old stuff as well. <laughs> and we also just finished watching Sonic Prime on Netflix. Um Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. I like it. Right. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm ready for more. Yeah, so I, I want to see more, which is about the highest praise I can give any show after eight episodes. Yeah. Yes, yes, as, as we said. I, I am, that said, I'm not about to say how it ranks against any other Sonic show because it is way too early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it could be. I mean, yeah, it could be really good. It could totally shit the bed. Again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hate to say. Think, yeah, you'd think what well, we would wait to talk about this when it was done, but we don't know when that's going to be. Right. Yeah. So we might as well get our thoughts out now and see how it goes. It, it will yeah. be interesting yeah. to track how our thoughts on the show like change as it progresses. It also gives us easy episode ideas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'll be seeing us react in semi-real time and shifting the schedule around as new episodes are announced. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going to work. That's how it's worked so far, actually. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's it for me. Unless anyone else has some some last-minute words on the on the future of the Sonic Prime, <laughs> that specifically. <laughs> that ending credits theme is too catchy, and I wanted to stop. <laughs> okay. Yes. That I forgot to say that I, I do like the music on the show. It, it, yes. it fits. I even think it's, um what is it, Stefan Andrews, yes. who's, who's I, I really like. First time I heard his stuff was on My Little Pony. It's really good there, too. But yeah, the music is, it's there are a few game themes uh, woven in there, mostly for the little pixel flashbacks. There is a cool, like, Hidden Palace remake. Hidden Palace mixed with Knuckles theme from Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, it's it's neat. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel pretty good. Um, I, I mean, I hate to say that I weigh it against like the Sonic movie scores, which I was real cold on because they're mm-hmm. just kind of generic orchestra. But this one does have some Sonic appropriate like rock and guitars that kick in. Um, but yeah, what I kind of wish is that it had a theme song. Like, yeah. The ending credits theme seems like someone should be singing lyrics over it. And I I think it would work. You know, it's it's pretty catchy. It doesn't really have an opening, like, other than just the title grout, and sometimes it will, like, so it will change based on, like, what what world they're in, uh, so you'll get, like, a, you'll get either, like, the jungle theme or the pirate theme or stuff like yeah. that, but I, I just feel like so many good Sonic shows have had good opening theme. I I, I wouldn't say that opening themes are, like, a, a lost art now, but when it, I guess when it's on Netflix... And they want people to get buckled in as soon as possible. That that's kind of the I curse of streaming television is that because they know that everybody can just hit the skip intro button anyway, they just do like these little five second kind of light instrumental things and that's it. Like that's one of my problems with Transformers Earth Spark, another show I really like. Oh man. Is that it doesn't have a theme song. It's just that kind of light mm. ooh, as the logo fades in and that's it. You know, I know we we can always count on anime to have opening songs. Uh, you know, I'm currently obsessed with the Chainsaw Man one. Um, it's real good. <laughs> completely tan- tangentially, uh, like just look it up on YouTube if you're not interested in the show. Yellow Jackets is a pretty cool show that is it's also coming back this year. Man, that that show has a kick-ass intro that feels like it was plucked out of out of a bygone era. Um, it, it just yes, it, it makes it a little pang of hurt. Like, oh man, I wish Sonic Prime had a cool intro. Like, okay, Sonic Booms is on the lowest tier of Sonic intros, yeah. but it still has one. Yeah, <laughs> it even has an extended version. Wish it. Wish it had a nice catchy theme song but you know the credits theme is there the credits theme certainly is there and i'm sure we will be hearing a lot more of it whenever the show comes back and when it does we will be there ready to cover it just like this 
And if it's been announced by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure Jeremy will put a little edit here saying when it's coming out. Yeah. If it's already happened, then, uh, <laughs> well, we're severely outdated again. Sorry, everyone. See you in a few months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of our episode. So you can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G-R in the number eight. And also around the internet as Game Buddy. Sometimes with a one, two, three on the end. And you can find me at Twitter and most socials at Falero. That's F-A-U-L-E-R-R-O. Gotta love that jingle. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. I say it every time. Uh, You can find me on all the socials as Rock the Jake, and you can find me on Twitch as Mr. Rock the Jake. And of course, special thanks as always go to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. And please remember to subscribe, review, share the show around, etc. Because we really want to do things up big this year. And you guys helping us you know, spread the word, getting the podcast out there really does make a tremendous difference. You just reminded me it's in a year and I've just been saying all this Sonic stuff that came out this year. No, the past year, the past year. We can't even claim that we're still recording in 2022. Like, I know, it's bad. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's so okay. 2023 is a year uh, people maybe share us around more maybe please thank you <laughs> please and thank you all the cool sonic stuff that's come out in the last 365 days <laughs> exactly yes there you go exactly. <laughs> perfect perfect so what are we going to talk about next time hmm so i believe in the schedule our next episode should fall on May the 5th. As you know, they're very close to another day, I suppose. So that was my excuse for us to do an episode on the Death Egg, because this is a big old Star Wars parody, isn't it? <laughs> so, no, no. All right. This Death Egg is a fun topic. Just generally, Sonic Space stuff is really fascinating to me. I feel like the Death Egg is something that was a part of Sonic's past that went away for a long time, then Sonic Generations came out and suddenly you see that big dopey face everywhere now in Sonic. (laughs) I want to talk about Sonic and space stations because I just think they're really cool. So that's what we're going to be doing in this Star Warsian month. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Death Egg. I hope you're as excited about that big face as I am. Every single day. A little something to be excited for on Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> but until then, I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Falero. And I'm Rock the Jake. And holy cannoli, the Graven Idol's roar has set off a transdimensional reality quake. <laughs> oh, it's relevant. <laughs> oh, my it goodness. Is. <laughs> That's a poll right there. <laughs> Thank, thanks for listening to The Hill is Always Greener. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>